Hey everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome to another glorious episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. My name is Jeff May, and uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have cool friends. That's why we have the show. Uh, this is my long-form interview show, and I appreciate you all for being here. Uh, I am so excited. I have another frequently requested guest, yeah. somebody that uh, people have been chomping at the bit to listen to get on the show, and we also happen to play softball together. Mm. So how exciting is that? Uh, let's give it up for comedian, host, actor, personality, and all-around GGTK, Matt Lieb. Matt, hey. how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank you so much uh, for having me and, and to uh, all of the people frequently requesting me. Um, is that uh, is that real or is that something you say with every guest? No, that's real. I wouldn't tell somebody, you know, because sometimes it's people that they wouldn't know that I know. Yeah, oh, that's if true. If I went to like an obscure comic artist and was like, people are asking for oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, a good point. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot, but a lot of times you, you got to remember that my my fan base is usually like you can look at like where the offshoots are and totally. it actually you know we met uh on unpopular opinion right on the unpops podcast mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like we met and then just started seeing each other everywhere everywhere yeah and we we'd always been in the same area essentially well like same here same geographic area but also yeah. uh, like a little bit the same um i don't know like career spaces like you yes. know kind of like uh we both are into we both podcasts we're both stand-ups uh and we both um you know like talk about pop culture like comic books and it's yeah. so funny because I started running into you after that first time we met on Unpops. Yeah. And then I was just like, this guy's everywhere. All it's like, <laughs> it's like when you need a mattress and all of a sudden you start seeing mattress ads everywhere. Yeah. You're no. like, it's like my phone was listening to me have a conversation with you on air. And yeah. then it's like, and now we're just going to put Matt Lieb yeah, as sponsored put content everywhere. in your life. Yeah, exactly. He's just going to show up randomly at your kids' birthday parties and, uh, you know, just uh, while you're taking a somewhere in a theme park, I'm like, hey, that's I, the, I, you here too? That's the weird part is when you show up while I'm taking a at a theme park. Yeah, I mean, that was like uh, only a couple times. but And and you're so tall that you just peek over. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the I like thing. to peek over every stall just to see like how it's going for everyone. Like, I would like to add, you, know, uh, you, are, you are taller than me, which is very, very satisfying for me. Oh, that's um, good. Uh, it's, because it's that means... No, no. Oh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> well, because yeah. it means if goes down, people look at you first. That's true. In that's public. True. I'm a lightning and rod. And, and and not me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. nice. That, also, that gives me a couple extra seconds to get away. Well, you don't need to get away. You, you're you strong. I'm a coward. Uh, I'm a massive coward. Well, we're all cowards. But what I'm saying <laughs> is at some point, you are you have to fight, you know? Like you're cornered by the hooligans. <laughs> And they're like, uh, put up your dukes. And you're like, if I have to, you know, and then yeah. John, John Wick style, you kick four of their ass. Or the that trick, other one, Jack Reacher. The trick to avoid a fight in, in a situation like that is to apologize to the person for what you're about to do to them. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that, that that's one of the things that really this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And then absolutely. You just, and then you just get your ass kicked. Um, so, uh. <laughs> But yes, uh, to some sort of circle back to the original mm -hmm. question. Yes, you are frequently uh, requested. You have been requested well, more nice. than once 
by more than one person that's um, really saying nice. that they love that that they listen to your shows Aww. uh etc because you have um you have two podcasts yes. right now uh that you co-host with uh the very talented vince mancini yes uh you do um fraudcast mm -hmm. yeah, as well as pod yourself a gun the the preeminent uh or the premier sopranos podcast that's recently. right the the only big sopranos podcast out there there are no other there are no other famous sopranos podcasts um not even the one with uh michael imperioli and steve sharipa that's uh that's not real that is an illusion uh, a lot of people think oh that's a podcast about the sopranos no it's not so don't listen to that uh, no. It'll give you a virus if you click on it in the, uh, you know, what do you call it, store? The podcast <laughs> at, at the, store. The podcast factory. At yeah. the podcast factory, it'll give you a, a podcast virus. Uh, so you got to go to Pod Yourself a Gun <laughs> and listen to that instead. But uh, you go to, yeah, make sure you listen to Pod Yourself a Gun at ChristopherImperioli.com. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, you're yeah. like, we bought we bought the website. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. you snuck it. Yeah, you yeah, snuck yeah. It Promo it. code, I didn't. That's when it's a very specific scene in the Sopranos. Anyways, uh, um, yeah, you have you have such a we do have a lot of of, um, you know, crossing over paths where it comes out that, like, for example, um, you are actually a correspondent and host for the Star Wars show. Yes, 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 and, yes. And uh, I noticed that in the uh, in sort of the description of who you are in the Star Wars show, they call you correspondent, but also hardcore Star Wars collector. What was it? Was Who? that a role you played, or is that a thing you are? Oh no, that is uh, that is a role that I played. I don't even remember that. Was that on like a Chiron somewhere, like uh, like uh, Matt Lee, Star Wars collector? <laughs> it's on your IMDb. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's your IMDb, but it might I, it might just be when I saw that I was like okay. This yeah. is either a role he played making fun of hardcore Star Wars yes. collectors yeah. on the Star Wars show, which is an official show. Oh, yeah, it's a real show. It is a Lucasfilm uh, production. Um, I, I've been doing that for like, God, I don't even know what time is anymore. It's like I did like five years. I, I haven't done it um, in a while. I think the last time was sometime in 2020 we did a few episodes and then it became like a monthly show but it's an online starwars.com show youtube show um i am not a star wars collector um yeah. i'm not really even a huge star wars fan i like star wars i've yeah. seen i've seen all the movies you're a person i'm a person who yeah. lives in 2021 i understand pop culture and what movies you need to see um, I got that job because the, one of the hosts, uh, Andy, uh, who is, uh, it was like a room, not a roommate. She lived in the same apartment complex or no, her boyfriend did her now husband did. And, uh, she knew I was a comedian and she was like, Hey, you know, I work at star Wars, star We're doing the show. Um, would you like to like audition for it? And I came in and then, uh, I, you know, like, I think I was auditioning to be her co-host um, and the audition went really well, except for, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about star Wars. Like I know the names of the movies. Um, I know like the names of some of the guys in the movies, you know, uh, some of the aliens. I know a couple mm -hmm. of those names, yeah. a few, a, a handful of the planets. I know those, 
But people who work at Lucasfilm are uh, like people who really, really like Star Wars. And uh, I wasn't one of them, but I was. I think I was just having a really good time not knowing about Star Wars that uh, they yeah. were like, oh, you're good. We'll, we'll hire you as a correspondent. Yeah. It is funny because, um, you know, a lot of uh, it's one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of women in the nerd sector mm -hmm. get accused of being the, quote, fake geek girl. Oh, totally. Yeah. On there and not knowing it. And it's so funny that nobody's ever really called you out. No, no one has. For that. <laughs> Literally, the only person who has is the crew. Uh, <laughs> whenever we're on like a remote somewhere, uh, you know, I'll be like at Comic-Con interviewing uh, someone and not knowing uh, I'm like oh which Star Wars character are you and they're like you know uh, Ahsoka the, yeah and, oh and, Ashley Eckstein yeah yeah and and then I'll be like oh cool what is what what is what does she do <laughs> and, then, and then you know like have a fun interview with that and then I one of the people in the crew was like how did you get this job and I was like I don't know dude you just it, you show up to auditions and then they say yes. You know what's funny is I never have a uh, who books that moment mm -hmm. except when I saw you on that show and I was just like I want that job so bad. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I am I am the, I know you the, are that the, like massive like pr almost like to a problem right Star Wars fan. Although I don't describe to like the I like no movie no Star Wars movie to me is like bad because I don't mm -hmm. care that much about like. Right. a story i'm just like yeah it's fine yeah like this I'm, is just it's more of a pathology for me yeah like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like addicted to star wars yeah, more than you, i am a fan of it yeah you got you got a like a chemical dependency on lore and yeah, the, the yeah, more I, lore I, you get uh the more hooked you get on star wars I'm addicted to remembering my childhood. Yes. Like, yes that's what it really comes down to. But yeah. I did find that very funny that like, you know, anytime a woman does anything on, on a video in the nerd sector, oh, you yeah. get, always get these dudes that are like fake. You don't, you're not real. And yeah. then you're just like on like an official Lucasfilm thing being like, yeah. I got no clue what's going on here. Yeah. Let's go. And people are like, I love this guy. Yeah. And Andy got so much like you know she has been working with starwars.com for years like years before the star wars show and um has been yeah working on all sorts of different productions with them and uh she would just tell me about all the like horrific terrible people that there were online who were just like you know creating entire threads on like reddit and stuff just like you know, um, talking shit about her, talking shit about like, you know, the Disney acquisition of, you know, the Star Wars franchise and all that. And like trying to piece together clues based on like them doing a scene at her desk at Lucasfilm and seeing that or that like there was like, um, I don't know, anti Luke Skywalker propaganda or something next to her desk. It was just a picture of like Luke looking. It was like a meme or something. And they're like, see, they hate Luke over at the new Lucasfilm and 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 Andy like like basically creating conspiracy theories oh. involving Andy and uh and meanwhile I'm working at the show. I I don't know anything about Star Wars. Um and uh, no one has questioned me once. And I think just, it's it's Andy, so funny that yeah. you're just like collecting a check while yeah. <laughs> somebody else is jumping on the grenade and I you're know. just sitting there like taking the money and running. And I love that. I love it. I genuinely yeah. love that. That's so funny. I mean, I Andy's so laughing jealous. all the way to the bank. You know, Andy, Andy, uh, Andy and Scott Bromley, the the creator of the show, uh, they got an Emmy for that show. They They have a physical Emmy. They won an Emmy. 
They wow. got, I, which for me, I'm like, that's cool because that means I'm on an Emmy winning show, like yeah. like internet show. But I don't get the Emmy. They don't give it to the correspondent. You know, I'm just some like, guy. You should ask for custody of the Emmy. I listen every time I go to Lucasfilm in San Francisco. I walk by that Emmy and I'm like, "You don't even need it's just sitting in an office." You got? Can yeah. I have it? And they won't. How, let, they won't let me have it. How often do you make it to Lucasfilm in San Francisco? Uh, the last time I was actually in the office was right before the lockdown in 2020. It was March oh. 2020. Oh wow, you did that, huh? Yeah, I was. I. You know, I went there and I was just like, uh, you know, we recorded something about me eating Star Wars pancakes. And then the next day, the entire world shut down. And I was like, oh, this seems like it's going to be a bad virus. Yeah. Right. Did you did you get um, did did Lucasfilm or Disney? Did they give you like the memo about Baby Yoda that you can't call him Baby Yoda? Oh, I'm a contractor, so they didn't give me, they don't give me anything. Um, oh, well, sa- same, but I got from uh yeah. from Sideshow, my old gig. Yeah. They were like, "You cannot call him Baby Yoda." Oh, wow. At all. They were oh. like, "You can call him the child mm-hmm. or the asset." And then afterwards, <laughs> it was it was Grogu. Like those were yeah. the only things we were allowed to call him. Well, that's uh, so weird. Like Yeah, they they, they, well, they're protective of their licenses. I, I get it. Like, they're like, we don't want you to f- this up. Well, I know, but it's like, you know, I mean, obviously you cannot create like a toy that says Baby Yoda on it. I mean, I get that. But it's like, what? Like, don't say it. What? In tweets? Don't don't do podcasts where you call it Baby Yoda. Uh, I mean, like, cause look, I'll, man, I'll, I'll I'm, not it, gonna pre- I'm not going to pretend I didn't lose that job because of tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, uh, and like sort of yep. with the idea of them saying, you know, you can't have our name in your bio when you're saying X, Y, Z. Yeah. Uh, so I- in that regard, I guess maybe, but I think they were very specific about like on camera. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. There's the, a lot of on camera rules. Yes, that's true. It's, but that's also because it has to do with licensing. Right. And like we're, we're you know, we're they're like, we're not going to screw up a. a millions of dollars mm-hmm. in in products uh, licensing just because some idiot mm-hmm. in a hat said baby yoda you <laughs> yeah. know yeah and like they're a target for like lawsuits and stuff so like there was always things that so much stuff that that had to be cut because um i only speak in uh non-licensed ip so uh <laughs> you know people would be like well you you can't you literally cannot sing this song while you're doing this you know bit and oh yeah i'm just like oh it's not like i'm i'm just singing a, a melody and they're like they'll sue and so yeah you know they absolutely will and yeah. let me tell you disney is not uh they're not somebody that people won't go after no it's the first yeah. exactly that's and and when i was like told that i was like actually that makes total sense if i had an opportunity like some even a like a flimsy but legitimate claim to uh be like litigious against disney like yeah why not i mean you know what, oh, yeah. what i would what sue they? any yeah. i would sue anybody with more money than me yeah exactly even just like, like, like ten dollars more oh yeah somebody that's just doing slightly better than me yeah. in their career yeah. i'm like you're done exactly you're done yeah you just give me that <laughs> give me what you have yeah you shouldn't uh, have stepped on my foot yeah, I, I don't you know, I don't sue what I do for people who are doing slightly better than me is I just I mute them on Twitter. That's all, oh, that's all no. you got to do. It makes you feel better. Have you ever done it? Me? No, I, I'll just um, 
No, I, I guess I should mute more people. Oh, it's it's really I I've like I don't know I've curated my Twitter experience to be mostly just me and my like favorite posters and my like my favorite comedians who use Twitter to make jokes and stuff. But there's like a there's always like I would say. 50% of comedians and people on Twitter are there to uh, brag about whatever job they got. And it's not that I, I, I don't hold it against them for having the job, but it like, you know, the way social media works is it affects you emotionally when you're just like, oh, I wish I had that. And so if you're a repeat offender, if you're a, someone who only brags about all the, the cool things that are happening in your life, I'm like, I'm not I'm not on Twitter for this. Oh. Honest question. Yeah. And, and I want this answered honestly. And I will. I don't, I don't care about the answer, yeah. whether it's either way or not. Have you muted me on Twitter? I have not muted you on Twitter. Yet. No, no. I've never muted you on Twitter. You're not someone okay. I've ever muted. Usually, for me, a, a mute really has to do, and this is not at all, this is not me saying anything about your career. I, it's a success thing. Okay. It's not, it's not a success thing. It's a bragging thing. If you use Twitter to brag over and over again, if you use any social oh. media to, where like your favorite thing to do is like picture of you, you know, at a commercial shoot and go hashtag, you know, set life or whatever, uh, you know, picture of you um, at a, at, I don't know, like a hotel that you're like, oh, I'm just uh, here in town to do some general meetings. And it's like, you're tweeting about a general right now? Like, Yeah, that, okay, I, mean, I get that. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be proud of it. And I'm not saying that I'm not, for some of them, not actively rooting for you. But you have to, for me, Twitter is about like taking a Sopranos meme and, and, and then making it a little bit different than the last Sopranos meme. And then posting it you know so here's what i'll say maybe this is what saved me is that every time i ever uh talk about work mm -hmm. i'm embarrassed by it <laughs> like i'm 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 ashamed of the fact that i am working yeah 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 yeah, yeah. or i'll be like hey guys i i did another podcast this week. i'm sorry yeah right i'm i'm sorry jeff has cool friends is out uh, on the patreon Can yeah you please yeah. Forgive like, me. Just yeah, like I'm so sorry. I know that you guys don't, like you want me to make a like a, a joke yeah. instead <laughs> instead of that. And I'm so sorry. I'm oh, I, so sorry. This is Tuesday morning. I know. And I'm so like I. That's how genuinely how I feel. Oh, I know. I, that's exactly how I feel too. There's nothing that makes me feel more like about myself than than promoting the the last thing that I did or like a show that I have coming up. Like I'm sorry. I'm going to be in downtown L.A. tomorrow. You don't have yeah. to come, but if you could, yeah, it would be helpful. I also love when you like you'll you'll do a stupid joke and, and, and it's like, oh, 200 likes or whatever. Right. And then you're like, you're like, hey, here's this thing I worked super hard. Yeah, on. It's please. Like eight likes. And you're yeah. like, ah, what, what do you yeah. people want from this is free. This yeah. website is free. It would have cost you nothing to click like on. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have made me feel good. Yeah. And, and I swear it's like algorithmically. Um, it is if you put a link down in your tweet, you know, somewhere they yeah. uh, uh, Twitter is like, F you don't leave Twitter. And so you don't get to you, you don't get the, the all the eyeballs that you that's, rightly deserve because that's your content how they, is great. That's how they get you. Um, yeah. Speaking of songs, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about mm. Pod Yourself <clears throat> a Gun. OK, 
because um, not only are you in what we can say is arguably the best Sopranos podcast. Easily in the best and most famous. <laughs> cited in New York Times. That's with true. A not so subtle way of them calling you a hipster. I know. Sopranos podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, you know, it was... You, this is a pot. Why? Why are young people into the Sopranos? There's all these leftist podcasts, you know, uh, including this one pot yourself a gun that has all these Brooklyn lefties on it. The part of like the I don't know, the expanded Brooklyn, you know, multiverse or whatever. And I was just yeah. like, I'll take it. It's a compliment. Yeah. As long as they as long as the New York Times mentions your podcast i know i was cares what it says i was so stoked that was like you're not going to get less listeners from that even if they're like and they killed a baby on the show and they'd be like you know seven people are gonna want to see that yeah yeah exactly um so the the show is um it's actually not necessarily dissimilar to tom and jeff watch batman Mm. which i do with tom ryman where we watch any stuff that's batman related and we talk about it in the in the comedy sort of fashion right but you do something very interesting and very unique where you uh remake popular songs to thread the b plot yes yeah so you do the b plot of the show i do the whole synopsis yeah Yeah, and it is first and foremost it it is incredibly entertaining oh thank you um including um the season five finale that you just did Mm. which is essentially you having a mental breakdown (laughs) yeah um yeah it's they're they're amazing um, you do these great, you did one to under pressure. Yeah. You, you've done so many fantastic songs. How long does it take for you to, from start to finish to get one of those songs taken care of? Uh, it used to take a long time. Like it used to take like legitimately like four hours of, of, of work. Now I can do it pretty much in an hour. Um, the longest time that it takes is, um, what do you call it? Like, writing the lyrics that 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 mm-hmm. is something that takes a while because i kind of want like i don't know i want it to rhyme i want it to like follow the same uh amount of syllables the you know uh, yeah it's you, like you don't want to shoehorn in yeah, the stories. yeah you don't want to shoehorn in the story you want it to rhyme you want it to feel like almost a uh a, an intelligible synopsis of the episode so you can actually get like okay so that's kind of what happens in the episode um mm-hmm. and so that takes the longest to write the lyrics um but i've like gotten to the point now where i've like become an expert at garage band <laughs> so uh, i just like i'll download the instrumental track to a song and then um i'll like record everything in you know just a few takes and then use like uh the pitch correction like auto tune and that really that really takes care of it dude all you have to do is google what key is blank song in and google will tell you and once you have that you can pretty much just you can sing your lyrics as as you want them and it pretty much gets them it's uh pretty amazing do, do you find that people find that to be like, uh, like, what's the percentage of people that are like, this is an absolute, like, this is why I come for the show. Like, this is the highlight. Or some people that are like, I wish you would stop doing this. I, Does it's that- so hard to tell, dude. Cause like, uh, you know, so like early on when I was doing it, um, I would do like, I only started doing the songs, um, 
like parody songs like maybe season three or something like two for two full seasons i i didn't do like much music i just kind of like with the clips a little bit and then i did a few songs in season three and they went kind of well and then a few more songs in season four and then every episode in season five i wrote a song <laughs> i wrote a like uh, yeah, you can't go back to that now i know i know literally i'm stuck now forever doing it um which is why you know i've been trying to find a more streamlined way of doing it but like um that's not happening no it's not there isn't a, there isn't a streamlined way to do that no it because it's like because once you start doing a parody song especially if it's a song that's a banger like under pressure you're like i want this to be good i don't yeah. want this to sound like so you end up putting a lot more time than you might if you say had a job right like yeah. <laughs> if you had like literally anything else in your life you'd probably be like all right this is enough they get it but uh you know i i i like to put in a lot of time and it, it's hard to tell there are people who love it mm -hmm. and then there are people who will write to us and they'll be like stop using auto-tune it makes you sound <laughs> someone said i sounded like uh too middle eastern when I used auto-tune and I was just like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, I uh, feel like this is a person who's like really into the Sopranos, but didn't yes. get the message of the Sopranos. Totally. Yeah. There are a lot of people like that. I would say this 50% yeah. of the audience, if not more. Um, oh yeah. I'm in, the, I work in the realm of, of comics. Yeah. And let me tell you, boy, are there a lot of people that don't understand Superman. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Captain America. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That's like the perfect example. Like, like it's, but blows my mind when there are like neo-fascist lovers of comic books like superman because you're yeah. just like you understand who superman was fighting right yeah um, or, or they're like uh yeah yeah superman is an immigrant right who's yeah. fighting a businessman <laughs> like exactly like do you not read do you not under written by yeah ex almost exclusively liberal Right. artists like right comic writers and and, and art like yeah. there is a zero percent chance that you understood that right yeah it's created like by he... jews a lot of the time yeah uh yeah. you know uh semi you know allegorical to like old jewish folklore like the like the golem and stuff like that and people are just like no i'm also in the alt-right and you're just like i don't think you can like both <laughs> yeah keep politics out of captain america yeah like, exactly i feel like you might have missed his name yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or how he's dressed. Yeah. Or just think, his general existence. I think there's, uh, you know, there's people who are just like allergic to subtext and people who are allergic to like allegory in general. Uh, Dude, it's yeah. so hard. It's like, what level are you learning anything if you can't scratch the surface even the littlest bit because it makes yeah. you uncomfortable? But I, I think it's because um, there are, you know, and I, I'm not trying to be too reductive here, but like I feel like a lot of fandom is filled with um, like, like sad, lonely um stupid people <laughs> I, I think well i the way i put it and, and i say it's like sort of like i feel like a broken record at this point but yeah. fandom is inherently broken yeah, yeah yeah because we've also we've allowed ourselves through social media to give everybody a loud voice yeah like you used to have to write a letter yeah 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 or or even even relatively more recently like go on a message board right but now social media is just like you can make a a point right and people will quote tweet it and yeah. share it yeah. and then you get seen more and while most people are going to dunk on you 
15 more people are going to be like, this guy has a point. Exactly. And that's all you really need to like feel yourself. That's all you really need also to build your own little, you know, fashy community around you know abc's dinosaurs or whatever you know yeah. like well <laughs> like, imagine not getting the point of dinosaurs <laughs> I, I bet you it's happened there are people out there who are just like burning fossil fuels and you yeah. know they're just like dinosaurs is, is about like a cool guitar dinosaur and his weird dad nope uh, jim henson died to get yeah. the anti-capitalist message of dinosaurs <laughs> out there yeah yeah i like, mean that was his last passion project was it was it really was that his yeah. last oh man yeah that's sad. I, I did love that show, though. It uh, was great. Um, hey, but yeah. Matt. Yeah. Uh -huh. Matt, I don't know if you know this. You you have a Patreon, right? I think Pod Yourself I do. has a yeah, Patreon. Yeah, it's as the well Frogcast, right? Frogcast Patreon, yeah. Uh, I like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know what you do on your Patreon, what what the what the money situation is as far as like what people do. But mm -hmm. uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Jeff May, you specifically, Matt Lieb, mm -hmm. or any of the people that are listening to this for free, um, if you go to patreon.com slash Jeff May, not only do you get episodes early uh, with all the swears left in and little bonus content afterwards, but you also, if you pay $10 a month, you let me um, say your name in the producer tier. And Matt? We're going to do that right now. I'm going to read you some names. How do Hell you like yeah. that? And you can comment on them. You can say whatever you want about them. You can be mean to these people. Uh-huh. You can be kind to these people. Sure. Um, you can be a creep. Well. You can be a creep to these people, man. Do you want to do that? that? Do you want to do No, you don't want to do that? I don't want to okay. do that. Well, that being said, uh, thank you all to the $10 producer tier. Uh, I have some great producers such as Silius Ruby. Uh, who's getting married this month? Congratulations. Hey, Silius Ruby, congrats uh, on getting hey, married. Hey, you get married over here. Hey. Uh, Steven. I don't know what his marital status is. Hey. Uh, Dr. DNA. Yeah. Bur burrito mouth. Burrito mouth. Eat some burritos. Am I supposed to say stuff after? <laughs> you don't every time. Well, that'll be the whole show. Okay, yeah, that. gotcha. You, know, you go ahead. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Firechild460. That, that's a really smart way to do this. Yeah. Just get a free plug, the cheapest plug you can get. Yeah, very smart. Uh, Lisa Harden, my co-producer at Mint on Card, which we're going to be starting up hopefully in November. Oh, hell yes. Um, Huey Freeman, Taurus Bulba, Mind Freak 555 Cody Beck Jr., at Gavin underscore not... Not with two T's. Jessica Robertson, Captain Fat Strong, Grave Gorio. Oh, that's a good one. That's really good. Grave the Gorio. The AV. Yeah, Grave Gorio. Wow. That's uh we have uh the AV Foundry, Domo Arigato, Andrew Roboto. Nice. Gray Man of the Fireside Chronicles, Ricky Cilantro, at Nerd Numbers, Mackenzie Chill, Willem Defoe's Baffling Big <laughs> Bonanza, Dan Hackroyd. Murph the Murph. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Nice. Matt, you show me in those rules. There's no there's no specific clause that says Airbud can't dunk. Wouldn't how great would it have been if Airbud just bit a kid? <laughs> just technical foul. He just fouls out of the kid. game and they lose. They have to, they have to put him down. <laughs> To put air, it's, air it's like the down. malice at the palace, but it's just the golden retriever just biting yeah. different, you know, the balls yeah. of the anyone in Detroit. Yeah, the Pistons would be pit bulls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be just a bunch of pit bulls, a bunch of loose pit bulls. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. We have Russell Richardson, the Sass Stan, 
Sophia Hapgood's Psychic Services, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, Shebrew Sleeps, Norm from Cheers, Vortispin, Normal Man Andrew McGuire, Jolly Buckaroo, Dill Havarti. That's my favorite cheese. What's your favorite cheese, Matt Liebel? Mm. God, this is going to sound lame. I mean, I, I'm not like a big cheese guy. I love me some pepper jack if we're talking about normal cheese. Um, That's anything. Yeah, like, I, like, don't I to... like pepper jack. Or I Honestly, extra, extra sharp cheddar. The, the Ooh, sharper really? the cheddar, the more I like it. So it's like, like you like an aggressive cheddar. I like a really aggressive cheddar. I like a cheddar that's just like, hey, I'm not f***ing around over here. I a, taste like cheese. A borderline pungent cheddar. Uh, yeah, a smelly ch- uh, uh, yeah, smelly cheddar. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, there's no, there was no wrong answer, but you somehow uh, got that. <laughs> uh, exploding runes. JK, Jeff May's biggest fan. Magnolia Thunder. <laughs> flesh. Your friend. Children love the meat Millie. It's a good Heathcliff reference, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Where's Bane? Shout out to Ben Mendelssohn and his lisp. The sad free willy noise. C2E2AM Adventures. Is that a threat? No, that's a promise. An action figure of Clippy. The Bollock. Caitlin Binney. Koi Fam. Art and mentoring, frankly, Amish, Bart Fartigan, Jennifer Fendelander, the most well-prepared dead guy. I didn't kill my wife. That's a. <laughs> I don't, what is that a, a reference? One. I what guess it's that? from The Fugitive or this person who is oh, just yeah. a fan from prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. just trying to get his fugitive. message out there. Yeah. Uh, I do it. I do it from the fugitive, but it would be very funny if it was just like a massive convict, like following on. This I like show. to. I like to do. Um, it reminds me of the, the that movie Ransom. I like to do an impression of uh, Mel Gibson asking for his son back. Uh, <clears throat> Give me back my son, Jew. All right. <laughs> That's good. I think you might have. Did you add a line, or did he improv? No, I felt like he doesn't say Jew, but I feel like. That's, There's always an implied it's, subtext. It's an implied, give me back my son, Joe. Hey, Joe, give me back my son. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, I, that makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. When I tracks with move, him. When I moved out here for the first time, my friend Laura, who I was crashing with, took me to, I believe it was Moonshadows in Malibu. Oh, and yeah. And she was like, she's like, this is where Sugar Tits uh, mm-hmm. started. That that This is where he got drunk before he went drunk driving. That's and right. Sexually harassed a, a cop. And ruined his career, Loki. Yeah, and yet he and yet, still does okay. He's still I, it's doing wild. Fun. Yeah, everyone's just like, like I have a feeling people that love like Mel Gibson fl- films, they're not like, I can't handle anti-Semitism or racism. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Adrian Kelly Stanaway for Shizless Jones. David Knife Boot Hinson, Funky J, Saint Gut Free, Instagrams at Bob underscore of underscore Skull, Mike Gouts, Grumblebee, Cronenberger, Jeff has Clawful factoids. Clawful is a He-Man character. Oh, okay. He's a he's a villain, a, a lobster man. Yeah. And I am low key obsessed uh, with that character. And um, like Doctor so, Zoidberg, uh, sort of like a malicious Skeletor employed Zoidberg. Okay. Why not? Ki- why not kill He Man? You know. Kind of <laughs> Boy, that's like that. a really good impression. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm. I'm like kind of. I'm friendly with Billy West, 
who does most of the Futurama voices. Mm. And oh, when yeah, I know. He does, when he does Zoidberg, he puts the tendrils in front of his mouth. Oh, does he? So when he does the impression, he puts it in there. Well, that's yeah. really that. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because I've always been impressed with how it sounded like he has tendrils in front of his mouth. It's it's a pro move. Billy it's West a is a pro. Like it. That's that's why he's there. Farty Marty, aka Fartholomew Martinez. These seven <laughs> Bs. Lemming Malloy, Kool Aid Molotov, Superman Family Number One Eighty Four. The scene in Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> scene. Uh, opinions are like. Jeff won't eat them. Oh, uh, we need to talk about that, Matt. We absolutely do because Why are you afraid. I, um, can I be honest it, with you? It's because where the poop comes out. It's with where the poop is from. Yeah, I get that. And I'm just, I just, I've, I have a, a thing about it. Yeah, I have well, a phobia of. Yeah, but like counterpoint, you only live once. Yeah, but like I, I don't mind dying without having eaten. I don't. Yeah, that's the difference between you and me, man. I know you eat the butt. I wouldn't eat the poo. I'd like to make that absolutely clear on this. I feel like you have without never once, uh, never once eaten the poo. I mean, not like on. Well, you've not eaten like a full turd like it was served to you at like a diner. But but yeah, you've definitely gotten. Oh, who hasn't had a little bit of poo poo? Yeah, (laughs) you can't. You can't. You can't eat eat the butt and not get like what are the fecal coliforms? Is that what it's called? I don't like to think about the, those kinds of words when you're doing it. You, you gotta go into it like um, the way I don't know um, superficial fandom goes into watching The Sopranos. You gotta be in here and be like, because it's cool, and then don't do scratch it. the surface of eating a you butt. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You don't want to think too hard on it. Um, that's fair. Also, that's a that's a great name to whoever made that produced. <laughs> I feel like a bad person because I won't do it. Wait, what? Uh, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm like, I have a thing about about b holes, uh, right, and I'm, s- I'm so sorry. It's just shameful. Uh, I was you know what? Catholic. Everyone's got different preferences, and I understand. Yeah, I would never I've, shame it's anyone. Also like, I've had somebody go after my butthole, uh, and and I, w- I was like, this, you probably should have asked me about this before. Oh, you didn't let them. You stopped them. No, I'm like I got a thing that that's not sexy to me. Mm, yeah, like that's like a that's like more of an exam. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. But, I mean, but it happens though sometimes. And the first time that I remember it happened to me, I was giggling a lot, and I was like, "This isn't turning me on, but I think it's funny." Um, and, and then you flip the script. Uh, yeah, and then you know I was like, uh, you know, maybe I should be more open minded. And now I'll pretty much Great. eat anything, dude. Now people will be like, why can't you be more like Matt Lieb? Exactly. That guy is, you know, I need to get more caligulic. Exactly, uh, dude. About it. And just go for whatever I want. Yeah. And now I like control the matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, I understand. Um, We also have I'm the law, martial law, and I hate superheroes. Uh, Mr. Billy Beck. There were raptors in the kitchen, Phil. People died. Uh, that's a Phil Tippett reference from Jurassic Park. He was the dinosaur supervisor. He was originally stop motion animator. Was is he the first guy who like wait no in the first Phil, Phil the... Tippett? Phil Tippett okay. was a, a stop motion animator, in, and mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park they were doing it in stop motion, and then mm. last minute they were like, nope, here we're gonna do it in CGI. So then Phil Tippett 
ended up getting the job of dino supervisor instead mm. of animator because yeah. of that whole thing um kimball can't sleep the clowns will eat me um get vaccinated you chuckleheads the 5g lets you see sound and then you can see your friends again let's go do you know anybody that's not vaccinated um the only people i know who are not vaccinated are um a couple of I don't know them personally, but Francesca, my fiance, just texted me that um, she, her new hairdresser, she left her old hairdresser because she was not vaccinated and refused to get a vax. She just uh, got a new hairdresser who ended up also being <laughs> anti-vax. And uh, so I know two of them and they're both hairdressers and Francesca is going to. Did they not teach yeah. science at the Rob Roy Academy? I guess not. I guess it's not one of the courses. Um, and uh, it's unfortunate, too, because uh, it seems like something you should learn when you're. Yeah. It's like, you know, I work with the I work with a lot of various people in the public. Right. I yeah. work in a place with a revolving door where people come in and out all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't protect myself. Right. Yeah. I uh, I work directly with the human body, specifically the yeah. part uh, where the the viruses come out. And Do I'm not going to protect myself. Have you gotten to the point with those people where you're like, you can die now. Like, I'm oh, okay with uh, yeah, it. Like, I, I've, I've accepted. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. I mean, I my my whole thing is for catharsis, I'll go on to that subreddit, um, the Herman Cain Awards. Have you seen that? I do. You know, what's funny is I do. I have made it a point to purposefully avoid Reddit. Oh, well, it's good to avoid Reddit. I think in general, I've, avoid Reddit. Um, I've gone my life. Yeah. With avoiding. I think the last time I went on Reddit was because somebody said something about my, my old podcast when I had uh, one of the guys from Portugal, the man on. And it was on yeah. their subreddit or something. And it was like a Google search. That was the yeah. last time. That was in like 2019. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I only go to Reddit for, you know, um, you know, videos of people dying and stuff. But like in general, um, I avoid it except for the Her Herman Cain Awards. Um which is just uh, a collection of Facebook posts from uh, people who are like anti-vax, anti-mask, pro-Trump, you know, the spreading all the conspiracy theories and the and the memes and whatnot and all these boomers. And then it always ends with uh, them getting COVID and dying. <laughs> and if you die, you get the award. And it's like one of those things where you, you read like a couple of them and you're like, this is this is amazing. And then by like the fifth one, you're like, I am sad now um, because <laughs> they are sharing the same memes and they're dying. And you're just like, this is the the saddest, weakest way to die, you guys. Yeah. It, like, it's the most death. preventable way to die. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, yeah. it's very much the what are you going to do? Stab me? Quote yeah. <laughs> from the news where it's yeah. like, quote, from man stabbed. Yes. Yeah. Where, where you're, you're like... I don't know. Like, I was actually concerned. I, I don't speak to my dad, um, mm. but I was really concerned that he was going to be one. And oh, it yeah. turns out he he ended up getting it relatively early. I found wow. out. So that was actually really yeah. that removed a little bit of stress because I, I felt like my dad was sort of hijacked by Fox News a while back. Uh, totally. And I was yeah. really concerned about that. Um, yeah. No, but I no mean, it turns out he didn't buy into that, which makes me feel all right. Yeah, I'm always surprised by who has, you know, bought into it. You you, you really never know. There's like, you know, uh, the whole uh, wellness yoga community, uh, like a, a lot of those people have all like 
Uh, have you ever watched like a, a recent Russell Brand video? I, like, I, I'll tell you what. If there's one person I'm going to mute on Twitter, it's going to be Russell <laughs> yeah. Brand. Well, That's I mean, I never. I wish I. I wish I could mute him in real life because mm-hmm. he's actually he's done shit that's like accidentally me like i had a i had a really great show um scheduled for nerd melt that got bumped because he just felt like getting a nightmare yeah, yeah. no i mean he's, and i was like what the f- man i mean listen there's many reasons why russell brand sucks but like uh i just like someone who i knew posted this like video on like instagram like shared it and was like thoughts and then i like clicked it and it was russell brand talking about the vaccine and like you know the media's pushing of the vaccine and uh i was like oh man you know i should have expected it to be like russell brand to be the guy who's going to be like i'm just questioning the narrative oh i can't do his accent but he's like "Uh, no that was it the the vaccine is uh not good because it it makes you well with the body you know and that's how he talks I love when people were uh, the one. My favorite one is the one that it's like that says follow the money. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, you know, the money is that the world economy collapses <laughs> if more people die. <laughs> you like, don't have this to is even a, follow it that far. <laughs> yeah. This it's like it's like before you put out that fire, f- f- follow the money. Yeah. Yeah. Big big fire department yeah. <laughs> is making a lot of money yes. in overtime to put out that fire. So I, just I'm just saying. I, I like I love how we lived through the entire shutdown of the global economy and then like a vaccine comes out and people were like follow the money man what are they trying to do here and it's yeah. just like what the f- are you talking about they're trying to not shut down the global economy again they actually don't give yeah. a sh- that much if you live or die <laughs> like yeah. they mostly give Look, a sh- about their money half the population uh, population of west virginia goes i'm not upset about it yeah but like we still we still need them to do stuff yeah, right. It's like, like it's become that where, yeah. you know, I'm like, look, man, it's very much I think we've really come to this is the most bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You really can't moment in American history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like because it, it, I think as of like this morning, it officially became the deadliest pandemic in, in American history. Yeah. It's, we got uh, 700,000 yeah. deaths and uh yeah, I remember like, you know, when it, when everything, you know, first hit, um uh thinking to myself like, well, nothing's going to come close to the Spanish flu because that killed like 675,000 Americans and I'm just like that's that's not going to happen. Yeah. And uh boy was I wrong. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh yeah, that yeah, that's like a whole thing, man. Yeah. Like it's so funny. Yeah. Um it's just one of those things where I was just like, "How are you? How are you this? How are you this dumb?" Uh, I, I, I I've that, like that. become numb to the dumb, and uh, I expect the dumb regularly now. And so I I'm like ten steps ahead of the dumb. I'm figuring out ways that they will make something else more dumb, uh, and like just trying to. I'm trying not to be surprised by dumb anymore because it, it just upsets me so much. Like I think they've proven, like they've really the dumb have proven themselves. They have over this past year and a half. Their resilience. I mean, there a lot was, of them are dying, but the resilience yeah. of their stupidity is is impressive. Yeah, the stubbornness. Like, of their, you know, like the doubling down on the dumb. You're just like, wow, man, you guys yeah. are, um, you're about that life or death, like, whatever way you want to look at it. Like the, 
the moving of the goalposts in who they choose to support and why. Yeah. That to me is is just wild. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I really enjoy that. Anyway, let's also thank you, Blackagar Boltagon. Thank you, Big Booty Boy for 2069. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's one that might be uh nice uh, for you. Russell from Jersey, pizza, bagels, Taylor Ham. Forget yeah. about it. Forget, Forget about it. <laughs> Bold and brash, more likes belongs in the trash. Meth J. That's that's the bizarro me. Hi, I'm Super Fudge, and welcome to Fudgemania. Craft beers make my alcoholism look like a neat hobby. Jezbutt is gonna be a dad. Jezbutt, congratulations on busting that hot load and making yourself a sweet, sweet baby. Yeah, dude, you made a little baby with your. Uh, L, I accidentally opened this doc in my pocket and edited a name. Guess which one? Seldo. Oh, man, El Seldo. I'm going to guess that you accidentally edited Jezbutt is going to be a dad, and he's actually not going to be a dad at all. Oh, man. You just, imagine if that's the pocket move that you did as you right. accidentally ascribed being a parent right. to some stranger. He wakes up, and he's like, what the f***? Yeah. Now, the good part about that, too, is I know a lot of these people are also crossover listeners and fans of yours. Which oh, I hell yeah. Very, very fun. Um, Frotcast and uh, Pod Yourself a Gun. Uh, Frotcast, I've done a couple of times. It's yeah. a blast. It's it's uh, it's a real fun. You and Vince have a great dynamic. Well, we love um, to talk to each other. How did you guys meet? We met um, at, in San Francisco doing stand-up comedy at like an open mic or something. And... Uh, like, I, you know, we were both just starting out in, in stand-up. And, yeah, he invited me onto the broadcast. At that point, he had been doing it already for, like, a year and change. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he started inviting me on more and more. And then uh, one thing led to another. And uh, I just became like, hey, every week I go over to his house and talk to, you know, him and my new best friends. And, uh and he stopped doing stand-up eventually because he was like, this is um, a uh, horrible, sad world, and I don't know why anyone <laughs> would do this. And I was like, well, you just got to be committed. And so I continued to do it while he um, has had a life. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. He That's, just had a child, right? He just had a child. He got married. Uh, found just a, the loveliest, nicest woman in the world. Moved back to his hometown uh and is now raising a family and, and still works in entertainment he does he does he's still uh the uh, senior culture critic over at up rocks um you know and the mm -hmm. founder of filmdrunk.com he still writes uh movie reviews he's a film critic and uh, he still podcasts so you know yeah. he's kind of doing all the things whereas well, I, just sh it's shifted yeah well sure i mean you know he just doesn't do stand-up but you know he's yeah. he does he does all of his he does everything I came out here for stand up. Well, that was smart. And I get further. Yeah, right. The stupidest thing. <laughs> Me too. It was so it, like, but I didn't know. Like, no one. Like, did. I wasn't smart enough to research how much money you don't make doing stand up sure. when you start. So let me tell you, I ate for a while before I could professionally exist. Right. Of course. By, by do, working in entertainment. It's been a while. Like, oh, there's been oh, a, yeah. there was a lot of Uber rides given. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of dues like paid. That. Yes. Um, to the, and to the point where like, and you know, where it's still like, I'm a professional, but I'm still, you know, still making less than I did as a teacher. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah so yeah. it's, so it's definitely one of those things. Um, 
How did you guys come up with the idea for Pod Yourself a Gun? Is this an offshoot of Frotcast? It is. Where you it, guys were talking and doing bits about The Sopranos, and you're like, we should just f do a Sopranos podcast. I it, it was it kind of just an offshoot. It was it was like um, it was just a side project where we we're just like uh, we love The Sopranos, and we both were like, oh, I'd love to you know rewatch it. And Vince was the one who who said let's let's do a podcast where we like rewatch The Sopranos. And I think I told them, you know, at the time I was just like, oh, man, that's like a that's a lot of podcasting. Like that's like uh, a regular episode of the broadcast plus a bonus episode for the Patreon and then a third podcast on top of that. And uh, and he was like, yeah, whatever, it'll be fine. Vince likes to like go ahead with something um, at, before, like th thinking it out. And then uh, what ended up happening is we you know first did like a couple it was like one a month for like the first three months like we didn't do that many you know and then eventually i was like <clears throat> i just want to see if we can um get some consistency you know to see what happens yeah. and then uh, i just after a while i was like actually i'm having a lot of fun actually putting effort into this podcast mostly because like the broadcast is fun because we get we get to like just press record and uh and just start talking like vince has like some articles he wants to talk about yeah. and uh and we just put it out there we just cut the ends off you know where we say okay we're recording and like okay done recording and then we just throw it out there i was like uh i'd you know i want to see what we can um accomplish with like a, a sopranos rewatch and then as we kind of like got into i don't even know like the second season or something like that the lockdown started happening <laughs> and I was like, you know, this is kind of the perfect time to do a Sopranos podcast. Uh, everyone's going to be stuck inside. So let's just, you know, let's let's do a consistent schedule. Let's not miss any days. And, you know, we'll take a little break in between seasons and stuff. And, uh, you know, well, let's make this as professional as possible. Did is it uh, I, emotionally, it seems like it's worth it. Has it uh, financially been worth it yet? Or has it uh, been a situation where you got more patrons? Like, yeah, like, I mean, has it brought people in? Because it, it seems to be quite, you know, popular. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's niche, but it's popular for its niche. It's niche, but it but it's popular for its niche. Yeah, exactly. Um, I for me, it's been more than worth it, mostly because I um, like to be busy and mm -hmm. i like to uh i don't know how to put this without sounding like a douchebag um i like uh i like working i like making creative things i like putting out content uh wait is that do you think it was gonna sound like you're a douchebag by you saying that you like to create yes i you know what i mean like uh, it's like me Wh saying what like, are you I carrying with you that you feel like that's mostly shame lots of shame shame yeah, for like shame for wanting <laughs> shame shame for 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 striving uh you know yeah like for, uh, for, for i me, try to make my life better and, and boy do i hate it yeah i mean uh, i just you know i don't want to be looked at as someone who's like uh you know uh like an artist yeah you know i'm not trying to say i'm an artist i'm saying i like making funny songs i like watching funny shows about titties and meat and i was like let's uh you know let's let's do this right let's let's work hard on this and and uh make it like listenable because i feel like with the broadcast the the biggest problem has always been like uh an entry point you know because like we'll talk about a movie you know uh, on on the broadcast um but there, we we come with so much 
a backstory and inside jokes and so many uh, references to other things that I feel like um, it's hard to get new people to understand what we're doing, um, to understand the dynamic between the two of us. And so for for me, I felt like Pod Yourself a Gun was a good way to get like the entry point is The Sopranos. You know, mm-hmm. if you watch The Sopranos yeah. and you want something like a companion show to it, you can listen to Pod Yourself a Gun. And it's also a good entry point into like Vince and I's di- uh, dynamic, you know, uh, mm-hmm. into some of our inside jokes and stuff like that. And uh, and yeah, in the end, uh, so far, the people have like taken to it. They like they like the show. They like, uh, you know, we've we've gained some more listeners. We've gained some more um, uh, patrons, which is really nice because I don't have a full-time job right now so i'm like i need (laughs) i need the patrons and vince has a baby you know uh so he's got a he's got i mean he also has a job he has a job he has a job job true true but i mean still he's got a baby you know he needs he needs more patrons babies require sustenance they do you got to feed those those babies yeah so review baby Review pod yourself a gun in the broadcast wherever you listen to your podcast. By the way, oh I'm yes, plug- I'm plugging you. I'm plugging you not not at the end of the episode, but during the episode. I like that. Because- That's very nice of you. And and do that for this show. And also, yeah. Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Unpops, and you don't even like sports. Like I do. I like people ask me what I am, and and I have to say professional podcaster. I know. And it's almost like there's like a mild shame to it. I know. Like, what of is course, that? white guy. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry that your podcasts aren't good. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know what it is though, but I feel the same way. I feel I think like it's cuz it's new media. It is. It is. It would be like having to like if you were an influencer but you had shame. Yeah. And you would have to tell people that you're an influencer, you'd be a little embarrassed. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I I I I just uh I feel like I any job that I have that's not like, oh, I am this important position at this important entertainment uh, industry institution, uh, I have shame. <laughs> like, we're, well, we're, we're conditioned, I think, to think that if we enjoy oh, the yeah. stuff that we do as well. Yeah. Like, this is just you and me talking. This mm-hmm. is something that, you know, this is something that we've done before. Yeah. Not on a camera. But it is also exhausting that when you're going to embark on a new endeavor, like, for example, rewatching The Sopranos, yeah. that because of the mindset that we have to exist in, you're like, can I monetize this? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, how do I how do I do this? Like how like like how many couples tried to start podcasts uh, during the pandemic? Because oh, they're yeah. like, well, we're stuck here together. Like, let's yeah. do something. Yeah. Um, and that is frustrating in a way. Yeah. Um, to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's why me and Francesca, you know, we both have our own separate podcast worlds and it's wonderful because we will just guest on each other's things. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah, because she does the habituation room. She does the habituation room. I do the broadcast and uh, pod yourself a gun. Uh, you know, she does. Um, she guests on like uh, some uh, the Young Turk shows, like the Damage Report and stuff yeah. like that. And I go on, you know, Jeff has cool friends and and my friends' podcasts. And Basically, the same thing. Exactly. It's the you, exact same thing. I have a question for you about that, and this is one of those ones where I, I ask for that level of honesty. Do, are, is there? Um, do you ever feel like a tinge of of jealousy sometimes when like something really even though it's a person that you love you're of course, still a human of course, of course. you're a human being you have this wonderful very talented fiance mm-hmm. that is visible in a realm that you're not necessarily visible in cuz she's very politically active right. and while while you certainly are a man 
of a political mind, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I don't make political content, or yeah, at least it's, not unless Francesca and I are working on on the AJ Plus show. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, I do no political. Um, I mean, you know, I talk about yeah. politics on my podcast, but they are ostensibly movie and TV podcast. Yeah. Well, and, and it's like you're you're making dick jokes about right. you know the next Hemsworth movie, or right? Something. Exactly. Like it's not exactly. the same. Yeah. Do you get like any sort of jealousy for that success, and I'm not saying like a like a no, deep seated no. resentment. No, but you're no, like, I, I know exactly like, oh, fuck, what that you looks mean. Cool. I I know exactly what you mean. Um, the I would say yes and no. Uh, it's it's a complicated answer, mostly because like I uh I don't feel jealous. I started dating Francesca when she was uh she was already uh a thing. Like this is and this is my um I think my advice to anyone out there uh man or woman well maybe man i can only speak for men uh if you're gonna date a comedian date one who is already doing miles better than you because then you go into it knowing that like they're they're doing better they like there's no there i think like i would feel jealousy if um or i would maybe like i don't know feel more jealousy if i was thought i was a big shot you know, and was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm very important. I'm doing very important things. I'm making these podcasts. And then Francesca's career ballooned to the position it was. And I'd be like, what about me? I used to be the king, you know, yeah. like like that, I think, would change uh, the dynamic. Uh, and that I could see that, you know, creating like a, uh, I don't know, marvelous Mrs. Maisel type jealousy between. I don't know if you watch that show yeah. where it was I like. Don't. No, oh, it's a woman. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, this guy is like a shitty stand-up comedian and he's dating or he's married to, you know, Maisel. Yeah. And um, well, I get that. I know the premise of it. And she, yeah. And then Maisel becomes a stand-up comedian fast, yeah. and just kills it. And it's like, and he's in this position like, this was my thing. And, you know, you're better than yeah. me. And he has to, like, deal with those feelings of jealousy. For me, it's like, no, you date an already famous Maisel <laughs> and then you don't. And then you just feel you just ride uh, those waves. You ride those waves, and you go, "Hey, man, this is cool." Like for me, the only time that I I truly get like uh like jealous is when there's like something that like something really cool that I'm like, "Oh man, I want that." You know, like uh, yeah. like if she has a f- um like a a meeting with. Of I don't know some big shot that I'm just like oh f- that would be so like like hey um while you're meeting with him you should pitch this one thing that I, <laughs> that I think is really good I mean you know yeah. you could say it's yours but you know like that's the only time where I find myself getting jealous is like yeah. when I'm like ah oh, man I because uh, I don't have representation anymore me and my manager broke up like uh, a couple years back and uh, and so I'm like without representation I I haven't done like uh, um, like any formal meeting stuff. And so like, mm-hmm. there's, there's part of me that's just like, oh man. Uh, and anytime she's like, oh, I have to go to, you know, this, you know, lot to do a general. Yeah. I'm just like, well, cool. I mean, have fun with that. Um, but that's like, the, that's my Bye. honest answer. My honest yeah. answer is, yeah, of course, you know, like I will get jealous of like these like stupid little career things, but in general, she's always been uh, like 
I dated her as someone who was already getting millions of yeah. views on like Facebook and like had a huge Twitter following and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's made my life easier in terms of just kind of been like i'm just like surprised every day that she still likes me i'm like really me all right <laughs> it was so funny when when uh because i think i knew that you guys were dating it was at like uh i think it was at atsuko's new year's party or something oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. i saw you guys together and i was like i was like i know that i know that woman <laughs> like, yeah 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 i was like yeah. i know her good, good right. for him i did i did go, i got jealous when val got conan Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah. like not so much in an, like, it was more of like a, like a, well, what have you been doing with your time? Totally. Jealousy where I'm, I'm like internalizing, like why I'm a failure for not, not totally. like I want to take the thing away from what you have. But no, I was no. Like, but then it took me a little bit to be like, dude, you've been setting yourself up as an indie comedian this whole time. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've not set myself up in a, in a position to be a club comic, to, right. to have representation. I've always been a direct to the people person and mm -hmm. those people don't, don't always make it onto late night. They just, they don't have a team behind them right. the way other people do. And I had to snap myself out of it and be like, dude, you're, you're doing great. Right. Doing your own thing. Like, yeah. like you don't have to be the club comic. You can be that. To put it in, in, for lack of a better term, like cult. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm doing well in a very culty way. Right. I mean, we're, it's we're, about like what you're what you're building towards and being honest to, uh, to yourself about what what your career goals and your standard for yourself is and um, not looking because I'll get jealous of people who are going after things that I'm not, you know, uh, that I'm not even going after you know what i mean yeah like someone oh, who's oh just, really yeah I'll, I'll find myself just being like uh you know someone is uh i don't know they're like doing the I, I i'm trying to think of an example but it's like a like i don't know they're doing a food show or something like yeah. i don't care about like food shows or whatever you know like uh but i'll just be like oh well good good for you and then i'll be like why am i mad at this i'm not even trying for this which is I why i use the, the mute button a lot one of the things that i make the mistake of doing um or at least that i did make the mistake of doing was expecting that just my talent would be enough Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you come yeah. out, especially to Los Angeles. Oh, like yeah. Like that if you're talented, you can be humble mm -hmm. and not try to put yourself out there and people will find you. And that's just not the case. Oh, you have to put. Yeah, that's that is true. You really do have to put be out there. You and have to. And in a way, it's it's almost like you have to be shameless about it. Totally. You, oh, you have to you yes. have to not have the shame of being humble. Yeah. If you think you're good for something, you have to put yourself out there. You have and to that, ask. That is in direct violation of how I was raised. Totally. Yes. 100%. Um, and as a matter of fact, and, but not in a violation of how I acted as a child, but how <laughs> I was sort of corrected by a mm. lot of the adults yes. in my life because it was annoying as a child. Oh, yeah. Um, so now, like, there's definitely a lot of me having feeling like I have a lot to prove, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even yeah. though like like I know I'm smart. I know I'm good at certain things. And yeah. yet still, I'm like, but I want America to know that I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. just like but I won't like I won't do the the I won't try to get booked on shows that I see other people are on because I'm like, well, maybe they'll just see me be good at this. Yeah, I know. And it's, they'll be like, we got to have him on. We need this white guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is like one of the the hardest things to square when you 
are because I I think I was raised kind of the same way, just like as someone who um, felt a lot of shame uh, for wanting for asking for stuff. Um, and so Rightfully like, so, yeah, you know, it just doesn't feel uh, it doesn't feel good to ask, like writing a booking email feels like shit. it just feels awful. And yeah. for some people, the, there's a lot of people who just they don't have that they 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 can they can go up to someone and directly ask for something that they want for within and, the first sentence and i think we know a lot of those people in la those and comedians they do, they that they are do shameless great. and they do great they do great they, <laughs> they get the opening gigs they right. get the feature gigs for the touring comedians right. because they ask yeah and meanwhile yeah and you know and and then some you know i'll be friends with famous comics and i'm just like you've seen me be pretty good yeah you're not gonna <laughs> Right? You're gonna ask? No, you're gonna take this guy. I know I'm better than this guy. Yeah, right. That's oh, fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it, I, yeah, it's the same thing with me. And you know, like Francesca has has told me, um, you know, a few times now. It, like, we have friends who have like managers who would who you know these friends like you. You should ask them about the ma their managers and i'm just like nah, i don't want to bother because like yeah. the idea of asking someone for i don't know something like that it feels uh yeah it just feels strange to me uh, but it's something you really do have to get over and this is why i don't like i don't fault shameless people um you know because like interpersonally shameless people can be kind of like not the most fun people to be around but like Career-wise, you know, you you look at them yeah. and you go like, "Hey, you know, they uh, they're doing the thing that I that I refuse to do." And uh, yeah, they're and paying certain... their bills and and supporting their families sometimes. Yeah, and, I've, and I've, like I've, I've started to become more and more uh, or less and less um, like shameful, more more shameless, a little bit more shameless. I am yeah. starting to like ask people for stuff and and whatnot. I mean, you know, it just. It's just you you do it's it's a skill that you have to learn um i just hate schmoozing you know that's the one thing yeah. i will uh, avoid completely is like i want to i want to have like honest interactions with people interactions with people where i'm asking for stuff um i just can't i i can't push myself to do it so if i'm gonna ask for something it's gonna be like you know a, like a dm or whatnot yeah. but i i just cannot go to a party and be like, oh, there's the guy who fucking books Conan, and just go up to him and go, hey, I'm a comic who, because I don't think they'd like it, honestly. I think they'd be like, yeah. oh, please don't. I'm at a party, you know? Yeah, don't do this. Yeah. Um, it's I've learned that in social situations to never try to network and just yes. let the interaction speak for themselves. I remember one time I had a person, and it wasn't at all shameless. It was somebody that contacted me directly and said, hey, I'm in town. I would love to do this show. I've heard good things. And it was early during the mint on card days where we had just started or whatever. And finally, I, you know, I was like, I don't know. I don't know this guy very well, but we'll put him on. Yeah. Like f it. Like he's, he's in town, whatever. And that was Brett Goldstein uh -huh. who, yeah. ju who just won the <laughs> Emmy for, for, uh, for Ted Lasso. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, you know, we ended up, you know, becoming like kind of like buds and everything like that. But now mm -hmm. I'm just like, uh, Remember when I put you on my uh, comic book store show? Why don't you, why don't you come on to my podcast? Why, oh why man, you, do that? you know what's so funny is, uh, so I don't know why this is, 
but Brett Goldstein and I follow each other on Twitter. And yeah. I don't I don't I don't know how to do like Twitter advanced search. Did well. you do the show together? You Did might I, have. Is you that, might have done mint you might have done mint on card together. That that like there's a there's a small chance that I don't know which show you I think he was I would have remembered like a British guy. I feel like I have like fair. a good memory bank for British guys. And because every time I see a British guy, I'm just like, oh, look, it's your man from Britain. Yeah, they love that. They love that. And so, like, we totally would have had that interaction. Um, they love it. In, in it. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, I'm friends. Oh, in it. Uh, anyways, but, like, um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Maybe it was Mint on Card. I don't know. All I know is, like, we started following each other on Twitter. And then he won uh the the emmy you know i started watching him on ted lasso i only saw the first couple of episodes but i was like oh this is, seems like a fun show and he seems great um and then i like i tweeted at him uh after he won uh i was like me and you know brett goldstein have been um following each other on twitter for you know since before ted lasso and as as his best friend in the world i want to say watch out for all those fake friends in hollywood uh, <laughs> you know, just, just uh, congratulations to you and watch out for fake people out there. You know, unlike me, who your best Twitter friend from before you were famous. And then he blocked you. Uh, and then I just kind of sat and waited for like a, like a fave or something. And, uh, it, it didn't happen. And I was just like, oh man, he's got Hollywood on me. I don't know if we've ever talked in real life. I literally don't know how we he, both. Here's, here's what I'll up. tell you. What? Imagine what his notifications were like after he won an Emmy and then don't take it personally. No, it's too late, like, dude. I've taken it personally and I, I, I'm going to spend the rest of my time trying to destroy him. Uh, the, yeah. I, the best infor like the best sort of interpretation of a situation like that, that I ever received was from John Gorley mm -hmm. of Portugal, the man. And he said, he said, if you text me and I don't text you back, I get buried. I get hundreds of messages every day. Yeah. He's like, it's never because I don't want to talk. It's because I just never saw it. Try yeah. again. It's yeah. very much like a just try. It's like having it's like not having an answering machine in the 90s. Yeah, right. It's just like, we'll just try later because yeah. I just I don't have the ability to deal with that right now. And I yeah. and that was actually a very like a really nice way of understanding when mm -hmm. somebody is at a certain level where literally dozens of jobs rely on this person totally. and all that, that they're just like, Hey man, I, I got, yeah. I get buried in and I can't look at my phone all the time. I, I mean, I think in general for me, one of the things that has really helped me, uh, cause I totally feel that, uh, in a, sort of a different way is back when I used to like use a lot of drugs before I got clean. Like one of the, the, my main problems was always assuming people, um, like I would just like cop resentments on people for not giving a enough about what's going on with me in my life. Uh, yeah. And I had this chip on my shoulder, assuming that either people didn't like me or, um, you know, were actively ignoring me. Uh, and then it wasn't until I got into recovery that I was like, realized I, that people uh, have their own lives yeah. and are busy worrying about their own and do not have the emotional capacity to like be at your beck and call. 
and uh, uh it's it was one of the biggest it's a weird realization or it's a weird like i don't know uh moment of clarity to have because it seems maybe obvious to some people but for me it was just like this huge thing where i was just like oh people aren't thinking about me at all hours of the day why yeah. would i expect them to drop everything that they're doing to pick me up you know high as yeah. You know, it's, yeah, like, I was going to say like, the other part is especially when you are an addict. Uh, yeah, because there, there adds extra layers to that. And actually, as a matter of fact, we are going to talk more about that over on the Patreon. We're going to do some bonus content oh, uh, over yeah. that. Um, uh, as far as the free episode goes, uh, Matt, I am so excited that I got to have you on. Oh, um, thank you so much. Tell uh, the listeners where we can find you. Uh, I mean, I mean, I could tell you, but uh, I'll know, tell them. Uh, you. you can find uh, me on uh, Twitter at Matt Lieb or uh, Instagram at L -I Matt Lieb. L -I -E it's L-I-E-B. So yeah, it's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B, one word on Twitter and Matt Lieb right. jokes, one word on Instagram. Exactly. Uh, and then also, uh, yeah, if you like the Sopranos, even if you don't like the Sopranos, listen to Pod Yourself a Gun. Uh, it is uh, it is a podcast about the Sopranos, but also about, um, you know, uh, other stuff. But mostly it's about the Sopranos. Uh, and then there's uh, the Film Drunk Fraudcast that I do with my co-host from Pod Yourself a Gun, um, where we talk about like movies and TV and other shit. We talk about a bunch of stuff on that. That one's a lot more chill, a lot more fun, um, you know, a lot more loose. So uh, check that out. I like that that one's more loose than Pod Yourself a Gun. Where you're like, it's a lot more, It's, a, it's it doesn't take itself seriously. Like yeah. the Sopranos <laughs> comedy podcast we do where I where I redo pop music. I mean, uh, honestly, it's like the amount of structure that we do on that show uh, doesn't seem like much unless you compare it to the Frogcast in which we press record and we're just like, let's eat butts. Oh, we watched a new alien movie. You know, you know what's funny is Tom Ryman and I with Tom and Jeff watch Batman tried to do like um, like a much more rules based uh -huh. version of it. And we were just like, this is less fun. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't as as flowy, so we ended up finding our our uh, our stuff. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, if you want to listen to Tom and Jeff watch Batman, we do have a couple of free episodes out there. But you can also check out the Patreon at patreoncom slash unemployed. Uh, that's gamefully unemployed. G A M E F U L L Y. You can check that out. Those are weekly episodes. You can also check out. You don't even like sports, a sports podcast for people who don't like sports and unpopular opinion, both on the Unpops Network. And you can also check out patreoncom slash Jeff May. If you're if you're already a patron, thank you. I have new Patreon exclusive um, shows coming to you. Uh, more podcasts coming. I got a monthly show coming up with Kim Crawl that a lot of people have been harassing me to do. So I'm doing it. I've got Radvertising coming out. That's an entire, a miniseries based entirely on 90s youth-based advertising. And that's going to come your way uh, hopefully mid-fall. So we oh, got, yeah. that's fun. Um, but uh, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. it was so, so great. And then uh, for those of you that are patrons, stick around because we've got more coming. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. 
That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at TroyNababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.